I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good evening, Rush Nation. It is Murph here. It is time for another Waiver Wire podcast. Who can believe it? This time next week, when I'm delivering this, half of the fantasy football regular season would have been completed absolutely bonkers how quick this season is going i know it goes quick every year i know i say it every year but it's just absolutely bonkers that we're already talking about week seven waiver wire ads and next week we'll be into the second half of the fantasy regular season maybe even you'll already be into it uh if your playoffs start a bit earlier and you've got larger playoffs but either way we're getting to that point now where at the business end of the season if you've got a team that is only sort of two wins one win now is really the time to make the difference and so these waiver wire picks this week should really be able to help don't forget this show is brought to you by manscape.com the best in below the waist grooving uh, grooming for men and you can get 20 percent off the lawnmower 4.0 or any of their wonderful products at manscape.com use the code five yard and get 20 percent off and free shipping that's five yard for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And we thank Manscaped for supporting this podcast. So moving on to the waiver wireless pick this week, there is a lot of teams on by this week. I'm not going to list them all, but obviously there's going to be a lot of people needing to make waiver wire claims for this week. And I'm here to really try and help you out with potential ads that you can, you can go after. So as always with the waiver wire, 
I select players on ESPN that are under 30% owned genuinely uh, for this podcast, but I and for the article, which you'll find in the notes if you haven't already found it, or it's on the homepage at fiveyardrush.co.uk. But I will also try to touch upon some uh, larger owned players as well in this podcast for some leagues probably have smaller benches and, and therefore some more players on, on the waiver wire. So let's get to it. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. There's two quarterbacks, and they're actually in the same game I'm going to talk about here. The first one is Matt Ryan, 29.3% owned, and he has Miami in week seven. Now, he was on by uh, this coming week because he played the Jets in London, and he had a 29-point game in week four with four touchdowns. He had a 21-point game in London with two touchdowns. Here's Miami. That defense is struggling. There's a lot of injuries. We watched the Buccaneers a couple of weeks ago, put 45 on them. We watched uh, the Jaguars get their first win against them. All right, 23 points. But realistically, it just shows you that even a team like the Jags, who've been struggling again, they've got their own injuries, still managed to move the ball pretty comfortably on them. And they've got problems with their cornerbacks. They've got problems with their whole defensive unit as a whole right now, struggling to stop the run, struggling to stop the pass. But Matt Ryan should be able to exploit that with his experience. And he does have some weapons. And hopefully he'll have a bit more help back with players like Calvin Ridley coming back, who we didn't have in London. Cordell Patterson is on fire right now and has been all season. And these players, don't forget, they're benefiting now from quite a significant amount of rest. So any niggles, illnesses that have been happening... It should all be returning back to normal, hopefully, if they were short-term losses, and they'll feel a lot better in their bodies as well. The bye week really changes people. So I like Matt Ryan this week. He's my number one add off the waiver wire. I'd be willing to spend, because it's the bye week anyway, up to 5% of your remaining fab on him, because I wouldn't normally advocate that kind of spend. But I do think that it's a really good matchup for that one bye week cover. So if you're not someone who stashes quarterbacks on your, way, on your bench, then he's someone I'd be targeting this week. Uh, you could also target Tua Tagovailoa, who is 25.3% owned. And he actually looked all right um, in London. Doesn't take too many risks, doesn't throw the deep ball yards per target low. And also time to throw is, is also quite long as well. But, you know, he did throw the ball 47 times in London for over 300 yards. And there's no run game in Miami. Like, it's just dead. Miles Gaskin fumbled the ball early. And as a result, they just didn't, uh, didn't, didn't go again. Just uh, decided to run a little bit of Malcolm Brown, a little bit of Salvin Admin, but really everything went through the air. And that run game in Miami, with the exception of that game against the Buccaneers, it's just been pretty, pretty poor. So you can expect 35, 40 attempts from, from Tua this week. <laughs> he's someone I don't advocate as much for. 1%, 2% of Fab is, is absolutely fine. I, he's not this elite option. He's a good bye week cover. If you get 20 points out of him, you should feel pretty good with yourself. That's kind of what you're hoping for. I think this is a good matchup. Atlanta don't have a great uh, defense over. So we kind of hope this is a shootout. But then I wouldn't say the Jags had a great uh, a great defense. And they did struggle to only put 20 points up despite all the yardage, etc. So um, one to keep an eye on. If I was looking at quarterbacks that were over 30% owned, but maybe under 50% owned, the two I would be targeting this week are one is Derek Carr. He's definitely looking really good right now. And someone who I'd feel pretty comfortable rolling into next week and he's got philadelphia so i think that's a, a reasonable option this week and the only other one potentially is sam darnold now, i know sam darnold uh, didn't have a great game but i think he looked good down the stretch and he really put on some throws i mean 17 from 41 41 percent completion rates pretty poor but when i went back and actually looked at little parts of this game i noticed that there was actually quite a lot of drops from uh dj moore from um 
Robbie Anderson. So those numbers should have been better. But down the stretch, he started to get some things done. 48 yards rushing on, on the ground as well. He does have the Giants. So there would be uh, options I would consider away from uh, who I've mentioned. But I still think I like Matt Ryan the most this week. Running back, uh, I've got three this week because I think all three of these are, are, are interesting in their own way. So the first is uh, Ramadre Stevenson, 12.2% owned. Now, he is someone who was highly touted in the offseason, was drafted quite a lot at the back end of drafts. And I think he's been dropped, especially with healthy scratch week one, not getting a lot of usage early. But um, Damien Harris is dealing with an ankle injury and Stevenson did get his first NFL touchdown at the weekend. So therefore, I do think there's some usage coming uh, Stevenson's way, especially towards the goal line. I just think he looks a better back uh, down there. And also he can catch balls, which is something Damien Harris just hasn't really done in his time in the league, even though we know he's got that ability from his time in Alabama. So I will. I think the game script will dictate that Stevenson could be used more as they have the Jets this week. I feel the Patriots will be too strong for the Jets as a whole. And I think they will use Stevenson to try and control the clock uh, and elongate drive. So I do think Stevenson is someone who will be used more in that uh, James Whitish role. Um, I, I kind of thought that Brandon Bolton had that role nailed down, but Stevenson started to get more and more work from there. And I think usage-wise, I think that's where it could go. So I think he's very interesting back. Well worth a few percent. Fab, I wouldn't go too crazy. Uh, anything under five percent, up to five percent, I think is a is a good amount for him. I don't think his box score was enough to get people overly excited again, but I do think you know if you really want him, go up to ten percent. But I wouldn't spend more than that. He's not worth it at this stage. But I do think as well, if Damien Harris goes down, he is next man up in New England. Chris Evans is only two percent owned. And again, similar situation to Stevenson. He started to get some usage. He caught that uh, excellent touchdown, 25 yards, I think it was, uh, against the Lions. And it was a receiving touchdown. He went out wide. He got it and right before the, the goal line and then walked it in. I think uh, Chris Evans is going to be used more on those sort of gadget tile plays and, and maybe big plays. He's an excellent receiving back. But I do think as well, in games where they're going to control the game, he could get some usage. But also, we know with Joe Mixon, you can't always count on him to finish the season. So that's something that's really interesting. And I think Chris Evans should be owned by more than just 2% of owners. He does have Baltimore this week, so they are going to have to get creative. Not expecting this big usage game from Chris Evans. But I think at this point, he's got to be owned and stashed on, on benches. The one that really reaches my peak curiosity this week is Ernest Johnson. He's 1.4% owned. He has Denver in week seven. Now, forget the box score because it's irrelevant. This game was blown out. Arizona had control, but we've just received news that Kareem Hunt is going to be out for the next few weeks. It's likely that Kareem Hunt is going to go on IR. And that's something that is really interesting. Disappointing if you're a Hunt owner, of course, but Nick Chubb doesn't look too healthy either. And don't forget, they want a short game, Thursday night game they're playing. Uh, against Denver. So I do think it's unlikely Chubb will come back, but we're waiting to find out more. If that's the case, Johnson is going to be the lead back on Thursday. And Baker Mayfield is struggling with a shoulder injury. His arm is in a sling as it currently stands. I think Baker Mayfield's good to go. I think he will play on Thursday, but I don't see him dropping back 40 times to, to pass the ball. So I think there's a few areas to go on. And therefore, as a result, I do think you need to think about uh, Dearness Johnson as a potential option. If you're struggling at, at running back this week, especially with the buys, I'd be throwing, I'd be throwing up to 20%, 25% fab. I think he's a short-term option, but I think, you know, he's one that could definitely, definitely go uh, and be that lead back on Thursday. So wait for news tomorrow and 
definitely be cautious until then. But I do think you'll find that Nick Chubb will struggle to go. And I don't think he's going to get a full workload anyway. So I think Dionis Johnson's going to get a big workload on Thursday Night Football. As for Evans, I wouldn't be spending too much on him this week again because I don't think he's a prime candidate to break out. But I think you'll probably get him for 5% of fab, maybe less. Um, just seen an interesting bit of news just come across that it looks like the Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks are looking at quarterbacks at free agent. And one of them is Cam Newton. Now I'm not saying that Cam Newton's going to be picked up by the Seahawks, nor do I expect he's going to be in for that long, but it is interesting. Maybe Cam Newton becomes a, a sneaky $1 bind by low option on waivers this week. Cause if he does get that job in, in Seattle, you know, with that offensive line, he becomes a, a, a probably a fantasy relevant quarterback, I think, in the short term, especially for all the weapons he's got there. This isn't like he was in New New, uh, New England last year and he's got nowhere to go. This this looks like it could be a really, really good fit. So um, just keep an eye on that one. Um, he's worth a speculative $1 ad right now, pure and simple. Just add him for a dollar and stash him. I'm not saying he's going to get the job this week and start this week, but if you're struggling a quarterback, and you've got to say someone like Taylor Heineke as your starting quarterback. He, he's someone that's well worth an option. Um, and by now, before worst case scenario, you lose a dollar. <laughs> it's not not the end of the world. Moving on to wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton. I'm surprised he is only 23.1% owned. He does have San Francisco this week, so it'll be a tougher matchup. But four targets, four for 80. And he looked really impressive. Um, it wasn't used much in the later stages of this game. It was a blowout. It's not a big surprise. Still coming back off injuries, just come back off IR. But I thought he looked really good against the the Texans and explosive and as dangerous as ever. And, you know, some players just don't lose that until it's really the wheels off at the end of their career. And I think some people were writing off T.Y. Hilton. I don't think it's time to write him off just yet. I think he's still got a little bit of mileage left in the tank. And I think he's a right steal this week. So I'd be spending up to 10% of fab on him, especially if you're struggling at wide receiver this week. And that one's Rashad Bateman. I'm surprised he's available in 85% leagues. He's 14.8% owned. Here's Cincinnati this week in, in what should be a bit of a shootout. And Rashad Bateman is going to be a supreme star in this league. I've got absolutely no doubt about it. His peripherals are great. His measurables are great. Everything about him screams superstar. And where he wins and where he's going to win is across the middle. And that might eat into a little bit of Mark Andrews, but it's also why Mark Andrews has been so popular and why he's been a heavy target. And I'm going to talk about Mark Andrews on the flagship podcast after this. But I do think that Rashad Bateman is a, is a star in this league. And six targets, which was a combined it was a combined team high in his first game in the NFL, is, is showing great promise already. I think this is someone they're very excited about. They're going to scheme more and more into contests. And I think, you know, the game wasn't really at risk in the second half. They blew out the charges. Didn't need to be used much more. Didn't have to throw the ball in the air and take silly risks. So I do think in a game against Cincinnati where it should on paper be well, I would have said that the charges would have been close, but it wasn't. But if that game is closer, Bateman could be in for quite a good workload, more than the six targets he got. So really encouraging signing and good usage there as well. I would be spending 10 to 15% on Bateman. I don't think you probably need to spend more than that. There's only the football diehards or those listening to podcasts like this one uh, will probably be more aware of Bateman. And most of those will probably have Bateman stashed somewhere. But in an average home league, yeah, I think I think you could probably get away with with ten percent of Fab and, and get him because his, his his box score wasn't good enough to garner massive attention. I think it was six for twenty nine or something like that. So, yeah, but it, 
if you if you're playing in with, with really experienced people, yeah, I, I would be spending up a bit a bit more than that. Another wide receiver is really interesting, Donovan Peoples Jones. He really broke out, but most of those yards were a hail mary. That's going to capture most people and go, okay, we should be buying in on Donovan Peoples Jones. And it wouldn't surprise me if he was one of the top two or three ads this week. My issue with that is Baker Mayfield's got a shoulder injury. He's probably not going to throw the ball much um, next week. And then he's going to have a bye quite soon. Yeah, I, I think he's worth an ad, definitely. I think um, we got, got Jarvis Landry's come back as well is, an, is another thing. So I do think Donovan's people change is worth an ad, but I don't think he's going to be this high volume receiver. I mean, he's still only got four four catches yesterday. So if he doesn't get the Hail Mary touchdown, the numbers don't look half as good. So I think he's worth a speculative ad, maybe up to 5% of fab. I wouldn't be spending much more than that. I don't think he's this elite option. I think people are going to go crazy on Donovan Peoples-Jones based on last week. I'm just a little bit skeptical. Going forward, Dynasty, absolutely want to require him because I think you know, OBJ experiment's probably going to come to an end at some point reasonably soon. I think Baker Mayfield potentially moves on. And I think when those situations happen, Donovan Peoples-Jones is easily in the position to be a number one wide receiver in this league. So I do think as a dynasty, I'd be going out and acquiring him uh, as much as I could right now. Moving on to tight ends uh, two this week, Ricky Seals-Jones, 19.1% owned. Uh, he's got Green Bay in week seven. And listen, what's really impressive about Ricky Seals-Jones is he has really come to click this week. Um, in the two weeks that he's been the starter, 15 targets, nine catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. I mean, you're taking that all day long at your tight end that will make him a relevant tight end, maybe towards the bottom end of the tight end one conversation. But I think he only gets better, and I think he's going to get even better when Fitz comes back. So I'd be willing to spend 5 to 10% of fab on Ricky Seals-Jones. If you don't have a, a tight end of, of merit, I'd be spending more because I think this guy is a top 10, top 12 wide receiver, uh, tight end in the league right now, just in terms of that kind of volume and what's possible. And under Fitz, I'd expect that to go up. So, yeah, I'd be buying him. If you do miss out on him, don't want to spend loads on tight end, and I understand that because I'm a tight end stream guy as much as anyone is. Uh, I would be looking out. Uh, Dan Arnold, 6.9% owned. Uh, he does actually have a buy this week, so he's actually price is going to be next to nil. You could probably get him for a dollar or two. People won't be actively adding Dan Arnold, but if you are struggling at tight end, I would be willing to stash him uh, as an exception. You've got five targets in week six, which, you know, it's a strange game with Lawrence. He was allowed to throw the ball deep. Um, there's a lot of additional uses for Chenault. I'm not sure how sustainable that is, but we'll see. But he's had 13 targets in the two weeks since uh, the Jags traded for him. And don't forget, they, trend, they traded for him. So they clearly have a role defined for Dan Arnold. 13 targets in two weeks is pretty good. And so I'd be looking to buy in on that. Kicker is Evan McPherson this week. Uh, I just think he's going to get quite a bit of opportunities. 8.3% owned. And what impressed me about him is the fact that he came back from that disaster against the Packers in week six and week five. And, um, you know, it was against the Lions, but two field goals, four extra points. Uh, it was perfect six for six on the day. That's what you want. It showed real character to come back from what was a, a abysmal performance against the Packers. And so I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities against Baltimore, and I think he'd be better for it. So I'd be adding Evan McPherson, never more than 1% on a kicker. Um, if you feel really desperate, go to two, but don't spend any more than that. And lastly, DST, Seattle Seahawks. I mean, this is, this is I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks because, I actually think the defense is quite poor, but 4.9% owned and it's very thin, under 30%. So I would be having uh, the Seahawks this week if if it's real desperation play because you've got, um, they're playing the Saints and James Winston's normally good 
for an interception or two against the Seahawks. I've seen it firsthand myself. So it, it is a best of the bad bunch kind of option. I, it's a struggle to, to kind of advocate for uh, anyone under 30% better than that. If I was looking at uh, other options that might be available, uh, I do like the Cardinals uh, this week. I think the Cardinals is a, is a good option this week. Uh, if you're, if you're looking at, at DSTs because they are playing uh, Houston and I think that we've seen with Davis Mills, he's willing to take risks, which is, I think is, is admirable. I still think he's performed reasonably well. I think there is a player in there, but yeah, just I think it's a good uh, a good setup for, for for them to get some picks. I also quite like Green Bay again this week against Washington, especially against Tyler Heineke. He doesn't look too bad, but he's not been great. Um, I think there's turnovers there in, in Heineke for sure. So there's some slightly better options this week. Um, They'll be slightly more 30% owned, but I do think they're under 50% owned as it stands. Uh, so I'd be having a go at each of them. Other players maybe to consider, and again, I wouldn't spend more than a dollar on defense, maybe two if you're if you're absolutely desperate, but hopefully you're not at this stage. In terms of other options under, you know, on your waiver wires this week, you know, have a look at players, especially if you play on sleeper, people only ever look at the, uh, trending players and sometimes when you go into the flex tab on sleeper there tends to be a couple of options on there you're surprised are there and you shouldn't be because uh, there's always some players around that are free but if Khalil Herbert's still wandering around on your uh, waiver wire he'll be a top priority I think he's still available in nearly 40% of the league so uh, have a look at him uh, Alex Collins should be good to go um Next week, it's a slight hip injury, but he's available in half of leagues. Uh, Zach Ertz is available in half of leagues. Now he's been traded to Arizona. That should be an absolute must grab. So these are players that are slightly over 30%. As to what to spend on these guys, you know, Herbert, I think, is someone who uh, is worth comfortably about 20% of your fab, just because I don't know how much legs he's he's kind of got. Um, Alex Collins, similar. Um, They'll put up really good numbers for the short time that they're in your lineup. So worth spending that 20, 25% fab. Zach Ertz wouldn't go too crazy because it will take a bit of time to adjust, but uh, we wouldn't spend 10 to 15% on him. There's just not that many great options at tight end. So uh, Rondé Moore, 40% owned. Marquis Callaway, 38.8% owned. Again, these are players that have flashed and have shown uh, real promise, especially Marquis Callaway, uh, 38.8% owned, I think is a, a potential steal there. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell is someone to be looking at, although I'm worried about the Philly run game as a whole. Um, and then some backup running backs available in over half leagues like Sony Michelle. So they're all players to, to keep an eye on and, and potentially add to your waiver wire. But yeah, hit the flex button on your sleeper app and you can see if there's a glaring uh, player on the waiver wire. I've done that a few times and gone, oh, can't believe they're on the waiver wire. So that makes it particularly useful. But that'll do it for the waiver wire podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do check out the flagship show, which will be on right after this. And until then, Rush Nation, don't forget, as always, Rush
HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 